get it. Oh, hell yeah. Good old Jack. Good old Jack. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 A three songs. Three songs. Ah, yes, indeed. Three songs podcast, episode 176. This is June. 22nd 2022 it's been over six months bob since we've done one of these yeah december 15th i believe december 15th last year 2021 so first episode of 2022 comes in in the middle well towards the end of june at this point yeah sorry about the delays it's okay Um, you've been busy yeah but i'm not really i mean (laughs) i did move i moved from des moines to Paris, Tennessee. Yep. Um, and um, I'm living in Paris, Tennessee now, home of the world's biggest fish fry. Yeah. Um, which was a glorious event that I got to enjoy the demolition derby. Yeah. Um, the, nice. the fish fry itself, the rather moribund um, catfish races, which I would never recommend to anybody. <laughs> but I did see Marshall Tucker Band play the other night for free, about 300 yards from my house. And, wow. um, Boy, did they deliver an entertaining show. I felt like I was back at a rock festival. Now, did they um, do flirt, Flirting with Disaster? Is that them? Um, <laughs> do you know that song? I'm not going to sing it, but... <laughs> I, don't, it, I, don't, I don't know. I think you would... I think some of the... Keep in mind, like, Lance Bangs named his child Marshall Tucker Bangs. Right. Um, I know. You would definitely recommend... You would definitely recognize many of their songs. Yeah, um, okay. I will send you videos. Um, <laughs> I surprisingly recognize more than I thought, but it was brilliant to, like, walk over there for 45 minutes of magic in front of 4,000 people on the, wow. on, the, on the city square here in town. It's a tiny little town. Um the most important thing for me is it's very quiet here, Mike. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of peaceful, and I can I can kind of come home and think straight. Nice. So you're and sleep. You're um, normally you'd be doing these on your porch in Des Moines. You're doing these now outside in Paris, Tennessee. Yeah, I miss I miss my back deck. Yeah, um, that was a great place to do the podcast, and that was actually one of the reasons why I was very hesitant um, to. Because the privacy level there was quite high, but uh, I just, I'm, you know, as I told you before, I'm kind of sick of the sound of my voice um, <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways because I've been um, chit-chatting um, way more than anybody ever should. Well, um, let me talk. I'll talk for a minute. We'll play some music. Yeah. So, so... You can talk to me about anything, anytime, but like, I'd rather hear about you, like you and your musical experiences more interesting to me. Fair enough, but... I would be remiss if I didn't mention that since we last spoke, Pavement has played three shows, including two headlining uh, performances at the Primavera Sound Festival in Barcelona, as well as in Porto. So we'll talk about that maybe maybe later in this episode. Maybe we'll have time. Whenever you more. want. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, the I Fonda Theater in L.A. was brilliant. 
it and, was, uh, you know, that was the first, that, I, mean, I guess it was officially referred to as a warm-up gig, but like, um, the band rehearsed very well, which is unpavement-like, and <laughs> um, I mean, having Mecons, or, or as they were called that night, mini Mecons open for you, and before you kick off this year, run into the likes of John Langford and, and Sally Timms was like quite an inspirational way to start the year like complete and wild heroes of both of ours and they did a brilliant gig yeah um so again walking on hot coals after that act and (laughs) we played for two hours and 15 minutes we just couldn't stop because um the audience on that occasion was ridiculously lovely um that's so, so but anyways, enough about that. Let's, t- let's do a podcast. So let's like, do a podcast. Three let's... songs podcast is the premise is that each of us play three songs and we chat about them. And like, that's right. Mike, um, pretty much as per usual, has brought three things that I'm completely unfamiliar with. Good. Um, that I've almost barely ever heard of. And I think two of the three artists that I'm going to play um, who are very much current and then sort of a complete legend, but I want to give, give a quick shout out to um, three people that um, listen to this podcast and really like it and have wondered why we went away. Hmm. Um, and maybe the first few minutes of this show, like cl- clarified things, but um, Paul Jost um, to continues to text me hmm. Wonderful selections, Jossie in Australia. Regular every listening. Friday night, yeah. just a great guy. Yeah. And um, and Emma Berry from Newmarket, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who's who I co-own horses with, one of my dear friends, and and Carly Carden from Macon, Georgia, who's been really fundamental in in making things click the last few weeks. Well, my hats off to all three of them, and thanks for listening. And let's play some music. So yeah, as you mentioned, I'm playing three artists that you maybe don't know, but I'm I'm really really confident here, Bob, that you will like all three. Um, but fact, you know my taste. Yeah. Um, you know, I can only and, really say like one of one of the artists I'm going to play that that you would completely go out of your way to like buy a ticket and go see. Um, but. I mean, obviously, if whatever, we'll yeah, talk about we'll it. Talk, so we'll, we'll talk. You're going to kick it off. You're I'm going to kick it off. I mean, and, and you you recently played in Porto, uh, so this is a little bit. Uh, it's not an artist from Porto or Portugal, but it's an artist who sings in Portuguese from Brazil. Um, the legendary Jorge Ben. Uh, Jorge Ben Hor, I think, is what he goes by now. Yeah, J O R. J O R. Yeah, yeah Rio. Um, kicking off in Rio. Yep. And he started in the early '60s, a um, little bit more folky. Was play, you know, played with certainly some of the legends in Brazilian music, like Gilberto Gil. Um, oh yeah, but uh, certainly known for his own solo stuff. And for my money, he really hit his stride in the mid '70s, and particularly uh, on this album that I'm going to play a song from right now called Africa Brazil, 1976. Uh, Just an amazing record from start to finish. 
completely it's it's one of those records well i'm gonna play it for you but when i put it on it's almost impossible to be in a bad mood so well we love good movie good music yeah so i i hope you'll dig it uh and well i'll just play it and we'll talk about it this is uh and my portuguese is just no it's incredibly difficult language and i'll let you know in porto like they um readily speak english uh, um so it's definitely a place you should go out of, out of your way to visit in your life i would love to uh yeah. well this one is ponta de lanza africano oh fantastic Something mike you like nailed that. that you nailed that that's <laughs> per, you know perfect dismount off the uh, uh <laughs> I mean, by fantastic. mr jorge ben enjoy
de umba para uma, com ponta de lança africana, com ponta de lança de cedido. dazzling mike yeah i thought you might like that i just love you can imagine like um what a dance party right i love that whole record so that record um africa brazil came out in 1976 as i mentioned and it's probably i mean the whole record is great start to finish it's it's maybe arguably known now for being for having a song that was basically ripped off to make a huge disco hit um oh i wouldn't be able to guess that uh i think you could uh, not from that song but i'll here i'll play you uh, uh, unless you want to hear the full song no 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 come on don't challenge me with guessing no I'm so you'll, bad at you'll quizzes. know it like you'll know the it quiz man. master is always bad at quizzes you'll, I'm so you'll, bad at quizzes. you'll you'll know it um it's it's uh rod stewart's do you think i'm sexy Came. Okay, well, thank you very much for the advanced knowledge. I appreciate that. There's came. no way that ever would have been in my mind. Came, no, but it came came strictly from a song from this Jorge Ben record. She's just saying Rod Stewart ripped off Jorge Ben. Well, why don't I play it? Yeah, well, Real I mean, quick. prove your point. You, I like that. I'm you, sure he did. You but tell like, me. You know, I love is, the evidence. I love the evidence. Taj Mahal from the same album. Uh, you tell me if, if it sounds similar. I think it does. wrote that song do you think i'm sexy right so some guy who is cool enough to listen to jorge ben like wrote the song right i don't know i'm not gonna ask you to look up you know. i don't know honestly my man um i mean it's just yeah it's <laughs> cool like hopefully jorge ben like benefited in some way I, he's still alive he's 80 he, he is he's in he's like he's 80. in rio i yep. mean hopefully he's having some sort of badass life i mean yeah I don't know if he's still playing, but I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. I mean, let's hope he is, because that would be a fun party. That record came out, I think it was maybe his 15th record. And he, you know, had already quite a career, 15-year career probably by the time that record came out. And it sounds 
you know, I mean, I think it was a progression, but his early stuff is certainly much more mellow and acoustic and almost folky, but obviously with a Brazilian flair to it. So well, he took the samba and the bossa nova to a high level, yeah. right? And he was kind of freaky, like yeah. Gilberto Gill, right? Yeah, but like uh, he was freaky enough to like rise above like the pack of traditionalists. Exactly. Always yeah. making new sounds. I highly recommend really all of his stuff, but particularly. I wonder if you can buy that on vinyl because that's like DJ material to the max. It, it is. It is I think it's actually just being reissued on vinyl, to be honest. I don't know if it's ever seen an American pressing, but I saw a post recently where it is it's going to get a vinyl reissue. Uh, so it should be somewhat available here. Um but yeah, it's it's a little hard to track down an original. Well, somewhat available here is at brokershiprecords.com is the yeah. new Lucy Arnell EP, which I have to send you a copy of because it's awesome. Well, I'm going to buy one. I'm not going to get one for free because I want to support the label. Yeah, please support the label because we are a fledgling operation. Yeah. Um, and um, the shipping apartment, shipping department is a um, shipping apartment and department is a. <laughs> One quirky operation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and uh, God, is, God bless for the ghost for the inspiration. Hard. But Lucy's new record is ten songs, twenty nine minutes. It's sounds great. So can't um, wait, can't wait to hear. Yeah, it. it's called. Um, if you weren't tripping right now, you'd be totally fine, Mike. You know, <laughs> I, I like that she put my name in the title. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, she didn't actually, but like, um, I just included that in there Uh, for a laugh. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go to a a single that was released the same date that Lucy's EP was, and that that's a band that blew minds with their ultra cockiness um, and their sort of brilliant music. Like, it's interesting, like, to hear, to know where I come from musically. And here, like music school school kids, because like mm-hmm. the pressure must be immense mm-hmm. um, to be like surrounded by creative people who are trying to like do all kinds of wizardry. And these guys, Black Midi, um, went to a place in Croydon, south of London, called the Brit School, and they're a bunch of like wild London dudes and. They are complex and they're wild, and they've got a new album. I think it's. Their, I think they started in 2017, so they're kids. Um, their new album is called Hellfire, and this is the second single off of it, which is called Eat Men Eat. And they are um, a freak show, and I love the kids, and I love their fervent attitude, and. To see them, everything sort of happened at the plenitude stage, like the smallest stage at Barcelona, including the next artist I'm going to play on the show. Um, Like, it's funny to be like middle-aged and rock and playing shows for people that know and love your music. It's a different story to be like fresh and challenged. Um, Certainly would be the case of the brilliant show I saw by dry cleaning in Porto. He played at five in the afternoon in high heat and they were excellent. Um, I saw them here. I can vouch for their excellence live. Yeah. You saw them too. And wet leg who are from Isle of Wight. Um, only got to see the end of their set, but 
I haven't seen in a long time like 3,000 people that excited to see a band, but that became kind of par for the course, especially in Barcelona. Like the enthusiasm level was so high that you could just feed off the crowd and love the music, even if you didn't know it. Um, and Black Midi is a band that I was completely unfamiliar with, and they were so wildly exciting. And um, I think that live, um, obviously every band's different, but this is the second single of their album that actually comes out, I think, tomorrow. Hmm. It's called Hellfire. Um, really exciting band called Black Midi, and this is a song, song called Eat Men Eat. Midi's intense. Oh man, I'm telling you, like 
I haven't seen a band blow Mark Heibold's mind in a long time. I mean, I mean um, that song, three minute song, was I had no idea where it was going. I mean, no, I me either. No and like idea. watching, the, you're just like you know. I watched Shellac on the same stage, and Shellac was very good. Yeah, as you'd expect. I think they play every Primavera Sound Festival, and they were. I mean, Todd Trainers in the band. Mm-hmm. I watched him actually fix his bowl of cereal in Barcelona. It was pretty intense. Um, you know, obviously Bob Weston and Poker Champion Steve Albini, um, yeah. and seeing Shellac, but then like seeing black midi was just like what in the world are these guys going to do next i mean like just the proficiency like they were just complete and utter madness and like some songs like i mean just so many genres so much attack it was pretty intense Mm -hmm. i mean i mean very unpredictable i would imagine and very confident very very confident like I can't. I don't think at any point in my life I've ever come anywhere near a stage with that kind of. They're wow. super confident. Wow. I mean, huh. and it almost like I'm, I would never say too confident, but like those guys know what they're doing, and they worked hard. And um, I don't even really know if it's a love them or hate them situation, but the entertainment level was insane. I'm going to make a weird comparison. So Bar- okay, because like, the only band that I could think of while I was watching it was one of your favorite bands of all time. Uh, the X? The X, yeah. Yeah, um, so I was going to make a... I could see that, maybe live especially. Um, but I was going to make a weird comparison, not necessarily sonically, I don't know if they sound the same, but just approach-wise, there was something that reminds me of... Captain Beefheart Trout Mask rep- Replica. Yeah, and who in, knows if they've even ever heard any in, of that. You yeah, I mean? just like, in the sense where the first time I ever heard that record, I remember thinking, what the hell am I listening to? Like, I had no frame of reference for it. It it, it was all instruments that I knew and could recognize, but it was like cut up and spliced together in ways that I just didn't really understand. Um, and live, somehow they pull it off. Like, you listen to the recordings and you think, like, this is, like, heavily spliced. It's bits and pieces, like, da 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 But, like, live, it's right. It's wildly triumphant. And they're so bold. And the characters on stage, like, they started their show, Mike, in Barcelona by coming out and, like, playing some readily listenable, like, dance track and dancing around on stage. I mean, they were – they had an energy that, like, people in their mid-20s – have and they were so excited like um there's no way you couldn't just immediately at least be like hold on what the hell is going on here and highly rhythmic too i think that's the other thing that yeah no they can play like like i mentioned before they're like complete music school kids i mean they're brilliant musicians um there's a bunch of them um they're all dudes. Um, the sax player is unbelievable. Um, Very it was, percussive. I don't know their names. I've never met them. Like, um, wouldn't even want to bore them with like saying, "Hey, you guys were awesome," sort of thing. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know who you are. You know, like kind of thing. Like, but like they were fantastic. And they, cool. if they come to Portland, go see them. Okay. Like, 
Atlanta, like wherever the hell they come. They come, I don't know if they even come to the U.S., but wildly entertaining acts. Okay. Like com- complete fever. Like I can imagine nothing. Yeah, and, and they're they they could they could do pretty really well too. They could do pretty like um, hmm. it was just pretty weird to see like a bunch of dudes, quite frankly, who were just. And there's a lot of angst in there. Like, I haven't listened to the records. Like, Hellfire is the one that's, you know, coming out, I think, tomorrow or today. Um, mm-hmm. They put two things. They've been, you know, they've got three albums. And they're, they're just kind of badass, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, like, take the stage after those guys. <laughs> they, I can, this, I song's can. Called, this song's called Silence Kit. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yeah. So. Um, well, that was cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the tip there. I will definitely dig in to their. I knew you'd like that one. I don't know yeah. if you like. Well, no, okay. I don't know if you like any of the rest I played. And I and I, I, you'd like that one. I think that one leads in well, especially from a percussive standpoint, leads in well to what I want to play next, which is. Well, thank God, Mike. I mean, yeah. For God's sakes, you know. Uh, I'm going to play a band from the seminal New York no wave kind of art scene but one of your favorite little scenes yeah one of my favorite little scenes um and we've played a number of artists from this label um nine nine records Um, oh god we played like the bush tetras and uh talk about your strike zone man yeah uh esg and well esg is one of the great it's probably the greatest live band of all time yeah so uh you know, and you, I think you played Vivian Goldman on, on an episode. Oh God, yeah, a oh, while yeah. back, and uh, they put out that fantastic Maximum um, Joy record uh, stretch. Oh that man! One. Um, but so I'm going to play a band that we haven't played yet from that label uh, called well, Liquid I don't Liquid. Actually, no, Liquid like Liquid. This. So they put out a few EPs. Liquid Liquid. Say it again. Liquid Liquid. liquid. And yeah. uh, they put out a few EPs and an LP on nine nine and i think it's all been reissued it's it's all relatively hard to find and fairly expensive on vinyl there was a reissue that happened in the 90s domestically it was grand royal and in the uk it was moax uh, a collection of all their stuff so that's that kind of shows you some of the fans that uh they influenced some of the bands they influenced uh and they I'll play I'll play the title track from the Optimo EP uh and then I'll kind of talk about how after we after we play the song I'll talk about how this EP ended up killing the label and ending the label completely. Um, oh weird. Okay. Yeah. So that, here you go. This and this one was nine, nine. quite successful. It ended up selling I don't know 30,000 copies which is quite a lot, That's for, a lot. for an underground label. Um so here you go. Oh Enjoy God. it. Can you uh, imagine? Optimo, yeah. Liquid Little Liquid. Little brother and broker <laughs> simple no. kill for that. Cannot I mean, imagine. Yeah. Cannot imagine. Liquid Liquid. Here you go. What's the song called? Optimo.
<laughs> what do you think of that one, Bob? Oh, it's a mutant pop. Yeah, some some seriously like, mutant know, pop. Yeah, Fast Records, like yep. and Nine Nine Records, they were yep. dude like uh, the recording aesthetic was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean total, the percussion. Can, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, total you, dance floor. I mean, can you imagine being able to play that? No, I can't. I can't. No. I'm, I'm no. technically a percussionist. I mean, so that was the title track of that. EP Optimo first track on the EP the second song so the same side two two songs on or two yeah two sides two songs on side one two songs on side two the next song is the I feel one, double bubble I feel well it, it it is or at least it's it's and it's kind of a throwback to the Jorge Ben I didn't plan this necessarily but uh the the second song on that EP was ripped off famously uh, by another artist, huge hit, and that was what ended up crushing the label because they sued. They spent sixty thousand. The they the label sent spent sixty thousand dollars in legal fees. They won the case, but then the other label went bankrupt, and they never saw a cent. So uh, I'll play the song, which is a good reminder: never sue. Never sue. That rips off your tunes. <laughs> Right. Um, Always think of like anybody that rips off your tunes. So I don't care who you are. So this song, or what you're doing, anybody rips off your tunes, it's a huge, massive compliment. <laughs> well, it's a massive. Yeah, compliment. but wait like, till you hear. I mean, this is such a major ripoff. Um, so this song came out in 1983, and a few months later, I think the ripoff came out and was a smash hit. So this is Cavern. From Liquid Liquid, um, it was. I mean, it's so clearly ripped off by white. Don't ask me to guess. White, no, it's White Lines, uh, Grandmaster oh, okay. Flash. It's okay. what ended up bankrupting Sugar Hill Records because they got sued and they, you know, nine nine won the lawsuit. So basically, you're playing us a series of nightmares. Nightmares, yeah. So here you go. This In is the New York this City. Is, this is In Cavern. the early '80s. Uh, early '80s, '83, I believe. Here you go. Enjoy.
liquid liquid cavern. Well, I'm super jealous of the the percussion game. <laughs> the song that killed um, two and the New lawsuits York record are just labels. Like yeah. Sad stories. Yeah. I mean, if remember, like imitation is the highest form of compliment. Yeah. Right. It's, it's true. I mean, like, does anybody imitate you? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, like people imitate things I've been a part of, but like, it's just, I mean, it's weird. It's yeah. a, that's a sad story. It is a kind I of mean, a sad story. Yeah. But we're and left. The music is so glorious. We're left and, with um, some amazing. Thank you for introducing music. me to them. Yeah. But, like, you, you know, should, you should I mean, they obviously out. fit into the whole nine, nine vibe. They did for sure. You should check out the rest of their stuff. Um, I think it's relatively easily available digitally. It's just if you're going to play that one on vinyl at one of your DJ dance parties, it's a little harder to find. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, don't go with the Discogs prices. Not yeah. on this program. No. Because uh, they're absurd, but like, they are. you'll never find that. Um, well, I think it got reissued not too long ago by Superior Viaduct, who does a pretty good job of reissuing a lot of these harder to find records, so. Yeah. You can seek it out if you, if you know at reasonable prices if you're okay with a reissue. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Um anyways, I'm going to keep us in the, in the New York City in the I'm going to go to the borough. So I'm going to go to a place um I'd be remiss to not mention that the Steve King uh, Steve Keen art book. One oh, of the yeah. great pleasures of being in Barcelona was seeing Steve Keen and his wife star like minutes after I played, I didn't expect them to be there. Um, and their glorious daughter, whose name I can't remember. Um, there's a wonderful art book um, curated and composed by a wonderful photographer called Dan Ephraim. Um, so check it out. Um, that's all beside the point. Because Stephen Starr have lived in Williamsburg forever in a loft. And... Williamsburg has changed. Like the Williamsburg I knew in the late 80s and early 90s was like pretty cheap and pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And when I went back there, like about seven years ago with my friend Anna Gebhardt and like DJ, tried my best to play percussion for her music, which is otherworldly. Um, I thought to myself, like, I, this is. It had been a long time since I'd wandered those streets, and all I could do was like sit in an alley and like remember the way it used to be, which was kind of awkward. Um, but you know, New York City is something I really can't put my finger on because I've spent so little time there during this millennium. And um, but I was gloriously introduced to an artist called Caroline Polachek. And I went and saw her show, also on the Plenitude stage in Barcelona. And it was a three-piece band, and it was very... I mean, she's an amazing performer, like very dynamic, incredible dancer, um, beautiful voice. And it it was fantastic, just like Black Midi, to see and watch things and hear things that obviously aren't going to happen in places where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So um, I would highly recommend going out of my way to see Caroline Polachek, who's just a brilliant performer. And she used to be in a band called Chairlift. Um, she's She and her friend um, Aaron Fenning started this band. They existed from 2005 to 2017. They're Buffaloes. They're, they, I guess they met at University of Colorado in Boulder. And then they moved their act to Brooklyn. It's like, um, they're just like part of this modern Brooklyn, which I can't keep my finger on. Like last night, I was hanging out with, with my friend Josh's daughter, Taxana, who's like 23 and she's ensconced in like this weird world that's going on in Brooklyn that is way over my head. Um, and to me, it's just like a foreign place. Like I'll go there and really look forward to playing four gigs there, but it'll be, it won't be like, my finger won't be on the pulse. Mm -hmm. Um, but Chairlift is is a brilliant band, and they no longer exist. But Caroline, she powers on. And uh, with a guy named Patrick Wimberly, they made some brilliant records. So I'm going to play a song for you called Earwig Town, which is like more rocking than like the usual fare um, that you'll hear from her solo career. I'm going to play a song um, off the album called Does You Inspire You, called Earwig Town. I think um, you'll relate to it. Okay, thanks. Call 
Yeah. Chairlift. Got a beautiful voice. She does. Um, and she's such a dynamic performer. Like, I mean, it's marvelous to see her. Like, completely never heard of her in my life until, like, earlier that day. Just wandered over there in the middle of the night um, in Barcelona. And I was like, I'm going to get a side stage. I'm going to watch this. And, like, amazing drummer, like, very hmm. tribal, wild bass player. And she just brought it. I mean, what a powerful performance. That song I mean, has has a bit of a vibe to it. Um, is the rest of her stuff similar in, in vibe, or is it... No. No? No. No, she's all over the place. Okay. Um, she, you know, she's just a beautiful singer. Cool. Well, thank you. I'm not saying, like, you should... Uh, I'm, you know, it was just magical to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that being or something similar. But you said her current stuff is less rock and maybe more synth focused. Is that yeah? But fair? the thing is weird. Like the recordings are like that. Like um, kind of to me. Like, and I'm no judge. I don't really care what I think, as you know. Um, the recordings actually sound way more artificial than the live show, which which hmm. rocked. Like she actually. She completely rocked. I mean, and she's a front woman, and she's, you know, again, like, just pretty magical character. That's rad. That's cool. Uh, I'll check her out for sure. I think I've heard her name, um, and I, and it's I funny think she's too, been like getting some attention, Bella, right? Like, Eastern European. Oh, I think she's, like, pretty famous. I mean, that yeah. record was, in 2008, was originally released on some super hip label in Williamsburg called Canine Records with a K, huh. which I'm unfamiliar with, but then quickly re-released by Columbia. So I think she's actually like a major label artist. Huh. So, and I think she's pretty famous. I don't, again, I don't know, but like, just, I've got no reference point. I just, I just watched her play a lot. That's all I know. And she was awesome. Rad. Uh... Caroline Polacek. I mean, it's just like, you're going to go see something like, you know, take a walk and go see a band. And I was like, wow. Cool. I mean, um, where I was standing, there was like these four really friendly young Spanish dudes who were like, um, are you her tour manager? Can you introduce me to her? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like I don't know her. I mean... <laughs> I'd love to be able to help you out. Like, you know, I would just, I watched and walked home with a big smile on my face. So <laughs> that's in a lot of ways, that's what music's all about to me. Like yeah, for sure. Um, that's one of the brilliant, brilliant aspects of like, you know, doing those festival things. It's like just wander in and see things like black Mitty and Caroline Polachek, like that are just like things that I haven't, seen or heard or paid attention to and just watched them deliver and both of those two acts just absolutely performed. I wouldn't want to play after either of those acts. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, well, thanks. I appreciate the tip. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll dig a little deeper into her too. Uh, I, I would say uh, immediate response is uh, Black Midi is kind of probably more my speed, but I think you knew that. 
Um, but oh, that's totally, not, totally. Not to say I wouldn't dig um, hearing some of the Caroline Polachek's solo stuff as well. Well, I think you dig it live. Yeah, yeah. Not at Edgefield, sure. but like <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm gonna play something a little bit different. Um, and actually, what did we see at the? Um, what's the? Remember we saw a band like about six weeks ago in Portland. Yeah, they were from Australia, a duo. Yeah, I can't uh, remember their name with all due respect it, to them. Yeah, I forget as well. Um, which is, <laughs> okay, which so is to say, we saw it together we saw like we had fun. Like they were, we we paid more attention than just about anybody in the audience. Yeah, I mean they were fine, but they were, you know, I think a little forgettable, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, <but> apparently. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, they were um, they were. You would pleasant. not forget Caroline Pulitzer. They were pleasant, but they um, clearly didn't grab either of us. So I think the less said about them, <laughs> they grabbed me more because I was just so happy to see somebody playing live since yeah. I hadn't done it in twelve years. So <laughs> okay, you well, know, so um, fair enough. Um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> they boosted my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, bad for them now. They they seem I don't even know. Yeah. No, uh, they were. I, yeah. They were. They were fine. <laughs> that was a, they were this fine. is a I'm very weird gonna... conversation. I, now I like. I know. That. Maybe we should edit. It. Maybe I'll leave it in. I don't know. No, we'll no. See. Leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, I feel. I mean, whatever. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna play a song from a German band, who. Um, Keep going back further in time, like now you're going to the seventies, right? Going back, going back to closer to um, uh, Jorge Ben. Uh, this this was actually released. We're going like major, like forced exposure love mode. Yeah, this was released in 1980. I think it was recorded in late 1979, and this is a German band called Sif S Y P H with um, periods in between each of the letters. Yeah, but nobody knows what that stands for, right? right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it basically, yeah, whatever. They're called. They're basically saying this is Solingen, Germany. They're called SIF, uh, and they were they're you know started in the late seventies. They were kind of a German punk band connected to uh, another German punk band called Mittag's Paz. If you've ever heard them, um, if you haven't, I'll, I should play them for you. They're a fantastic German punk band. Um, but we'll save uh, for episode one seventy seven. Okay, let's hear the, um, let's hear the Sif. Sif. Sif was also connected with uh, Mr. Holger Zuke of Cannes. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, um, who produced? It's one of those names in rock and roll history that just like almost gives you the chills. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Damo Suzuki, like right, right. Hol- you, the, the, I think those. Um, obviously, that was Holger's real name. And yeah. I hate to use him on a first name basis, but like, <laughs> can you imagine having like such a badass rock and roll name it's like a, Holger Zuke? It's a pretty mm-hmm. badass name. Um, he produced some of their records. I think their second record. He did not produce the one that I'm going to play a song from, which is their first album, self titled. They actually had a couple self titled records, um, but this is the first self titled one. Um, and this is a little different from some of their stuff because it's a little less um, jarring. Some of their stuff can be pretty Germanic and um, aggro. This is much more danceable um, and, and a fun one. I think it fits well with the other songs that I was playing too. So um, it's songs called What Happens, and it's sung by two of the, the women in the band, Andrea Eichler and 
Stephanie De Jong. So I think you'll I think you'll like it. It's um, you know kind of right up your alley as far as a lot of that dancey post punk influenced stuff. Uh, Yay! You judge me accurately. Okay. Well, I'll play it and then you tell me. But I think you'll dig it. Uh, wh- what happens? I'm pretty easy. What happens? Easy. What happens? 1980 yeah. from SIF. Here you go. go there's sif nothing not to like <laughs> what's that nothing not to nothing like. not to like yeah uh yeah you know I'm, another one that's hard to to uh be in a bad mood after you listen to but they had to be like that was dance party again like yeah. you need to be doing a live dj set mike i should I mean, what, yeah <laughs> what's going on like what's going on you live in a big city with a lot of hit places like <laughs> Yeah, I would bring that one. I would, I would bring that one to the to the dance floor for sure. I mean, come on! Like, how did we get you a gig? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I actually have that one on vinyl too, so I could I could play that. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a yeah. classic. I mean, the album's really good. It's it's it, 
sadly it's not I would love a whole record of just that but it's 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 all over the map and it's quite interesting throughout it's a mix of obviously a little bit of dancey stuff like that more angular punk kind of wire-esque stuff but also sort of weirder proggy maybe later can era which is maybe why the Holger Zuke connection made sense um but it's just it's just an interesting record and um thought you might like you know that song is probably the most accessible um but it's all interesting and i thought you might dig it i mean come on yeah <laughs> i dug it good good um i'm gonna take it back to my childhood um when i grew up in upstate new york mm-hmm. in rochester and our family had the pleasure of driving to rehoboth beach um for our summer vacations there's a lovely boardwalk and um my father had an eight-track player in his car, and he had um, a lot of really cool eight-tracks. I think he probably was a subscriber to Columbia Records, you know. Right, Columbia House. The- <clears throat> Columbia yeah. House, sorry, Columbia House. And, yeah, nice correction. And um, Judith K. Juice Newton, who is the pride <laughs> and joy of Lakehurst, New Jersey, um, with Otha Young, it was Juice Newton and Silver Spur, which is like, what a what a backing band name like so <laughs> they could have been like a cover band like <laughs> i mean but Otha young was her partner um at least songwriting wise and like one of the most breezy obviously you know the hits mm-hmm. i mean yeah right I... up there were like carly simon sure. and helen reddy and all the geniuses of like the mid seventies and um, a song that makes me feel like it's properly summertime. And she made a brilliant record called come to me in 1977 that I think was eventually released on Capitol. Hmm. Um, but there's nothing better in the summertime than like a really pretty breezy voice. And, and um, some people would say like one of the greatest female singers of all time, at least in the pop rock vein. And um, this is Juice Newton off of the album Come to Me, which has a beautiful picture of her standing um, in a meadow by a lake. It's a really beautiful album cover. And, and for all I know, it might be available for like $2 in a thrift store near you. <laughs> um, this is um, a song I love called You've Been Around. saying that it's easy to love me 
I just don't like the way they edited that. No, like they, remember that old school like fade out? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just don't like that old school fade out. I could listen to that for like easily two or three more minutes, maybe 10, maybe 15. Like, right. L- l- let the solo play out a little longer. Maybe there's a, you know, a, a unreleased. Maybe you could, you could uh, do a reissue where you, uh, <laughs> you, a, no, I couldn't. I, I'd be dealing with a lawsuit. Bro, like, broker's tip reissue. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what a beautiful voice. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I mean, it's the production is a little, you know, very seventies, oh, dated, seventies, big time for sure. Production, but like the voice is just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I really only know the two hits of hers. Um, huge hits. Yeah, man. Mega one time hits. I did like a really disastrous version of Angel of the Morning with with my friend Kevin Guthrie, and we got kicked out of a karaoke bar. Yeah, because neither of us can sing. Yeah, but um, and like it was absurd. Choose Juice Newton. Um, it was just such a powerhouse. Yeah, I mean. Well, of course, she's, she was like she was like the pop version of Susie Quattro. She's best like known rock and roll badass. Probably Angel of the morning for that song, and, yeah. But that was that was also done by, you know, Betty Swan, and there's you know there's a wonderful reggae version of it um, from the late '60s. There's a lot. PP Arnold did an incredible version of that song. Um, yeah, but you've been around like hers. Yeah, 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 for sure. But the other song I, mean, I hadn't heard that. So before. many of them are like, are you like? You don't really strike me as a beachy person. No, I mean I grew up in Southern California, so it's certainly in me. But from a music standpoint, like, do you crave the beach? Um, I wouldn't say I crave it. I do enjoy it for sure. I do enjoy a yeah. beach. You um, got kids, like yeah. they love the beach. Yeah, and you know I like just relaxing on a beach. Um, but you know the the <laughs> I love that I love that attitude about you. The, the <laughs> You know, Maybe we should take a beach vacation someday. It, I would. It'd be so weird. Y- y- you, and, <laughs> I mean, you and me, Bob. Let's 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 hit the beach. 
I mean, I lived so far from beaches. Um, <laughs> I'm 10 hours from Sunset Beach, North Carolina, which I understand is very fantastic. But, like, I'm also, like, you know, seven hours from Athens. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, um, Georgia, you know, and um, who knows, like, well, here I'm just in happy Oregon, to be sitting here doing a podcast. Here in Oregon, you know? they don't call it beaches, really. They call it Yeah, coast. no, I've been, to the, I've been to your sort of, like, rocky areas, like, up coast. and down the coast. Yeah. Like, yeah. People don't really, I mean, they hang out on the beach, but usually around a bonfire. It's not the same as when you think of beaches. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I just, my beach vacations take me back to Rehoboth Beach, which I understand is like like Myrtle Beach, like kind of a tourist disaster mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, but say la vie. Say la you know. vie. Well, thank you, my man. This has been a fun one. Well, I mean, it's been you know, a bit of a wiggle, you know, episode 176 of Three we're Songs getting, We're getting our sea legs back. It's yeah. been over I six months. I think you months. played some you know, great music tonight, Mike. I think you and, did too, um, Bob. It's been a pleasure. And it's just always well, a pleasure think, talking you know, to you. It's always good to hear Juice Newton. In fact, I'll, I'll probably like go to bed with like, Juice Newton in the background, like knowing that like it's very peaceful and, and the sweet, breezy listen. Beautiful. Do it. Yeah, you got to think about where your heart is. Yeah, you know? for sure. All right, well, let's do this again soon. Um, you pick you pick a date. We'll do another one of these. Oh, and Durham runs tomorrow, and Lakea runs on Friday. Are these your these are your horses with Emma Berry and? Oh no no no! Oh, okay. Durham's her horse. Uh, uh, Durham's just is Durham's my best friend in the yard. Ah, uh, and um. And we'll see how he does. The ground's a bit too too quick for him, so okay. I wouldn't recommend a bet. Okay. Well, good luck to um, him. Safe travels. Yeah, nor would else. I recommend a bet on Lakea, who I own full out. But like, that's all beside the point. You can edit this out <laughs> um, if you want. But um, you know, life is never dull. No. Yeah. All right. Well, love love you, man. Thank you so love much, Love you too, Bob. man. Yeah, anytime. We'll do this soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Three Songs Pod. Yeah, thanks.